Welcome to The Social Contract, a Commander podcast. I'm Mike Allman, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Alex Lapp. Alex! What's up, man? Not too much, Mike. And I believe you have something to share with the class today. Yes, uh, it is show-and-tell day, and I I don't have a show-and-tell deck. Well, I guess I kind of do. Like, this deck is making everybody kind of say, hey, this is what I've got in hand, in a way. Um, but yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna go through my Silvala, not the one that you're thinking about deck. Um, but before we go through that, uh, let's, let's get some of the, the accoutrements out of the way, right? Um, if you are listening to this podcast and you like the kind of stuff that we're doing, or if you're listening for the first time and you'd like to continue to listen to this podcast, uh, you can help us out by going to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the social contract EDH or search for the social contract in the bar at their homepage. Uh, you can also check the show notes for a direct link there and also a direct link to our discord server there. It's easy to ask the honorable judge Alex for questions, uh, about rules about, Hey, my Silvala deck, I think it's group hug. It could probably be more group hug but how do i keep it group hug and still make it my most powerful deck um and unfortunately uh for you all i get to do this because i i help produce the show haha um but uh, if you're one of our patrons or you're there in our discord you can ask a lot of questions about deck lists or things along those lines you can also look at cards that are fun and entirely underutilized as well as suggest topics for this show alex I am excited to talk about this deck. I've referred to it a couple of times. Um, I've I've titled it Silvala Must Dance because the entire concept is a lot of tapping to parlay Silvala. And let's just read the commander off right off the bat. Uh, Silvala, Explore Returned. One green, white for a 2-4 legendary creature elf scout with the ability of parlay. Tap. Each player reveals the top card of their library. For each non-land card revealed this way, add green, and you gain one life. Then each player draws a card. So the entire concept to me is, hey, this is group hug. We're all going to parlay. We are going to look at cards. You're all going to get to draw extra cards, and I'm going to make mana and gain life off of it. That's the kind of group hug value that we like, right? Yeah, absolutely, Mike. And Savala Explorer Returned is just an iconic group hug card. Mm-hmm. Um, she's extremely effective at what she's trying to do. She's just going to generate value for the table and especially for her controller. Yep. Her ability word parlay is a great one, and it you know it it makes all sorts of promises and possibilities that this <laughs> ability word could show up on many different cards. And if we search that up, okay, there's like five of them, and most of them are bad. There's been slightly more since been one every all the pirate years. sets, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, before we dive into your deck, and yes, please. Can, uh, sort of grab control of the of your Savala ship. I've here. rested. Savala is very interesting from a rules perspective. I actually wrote an article about her. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this. Ago. I'm we very did. excited. Yeah. So I'm not going to go super into it, but. Suffice to say, her activated ability is a mana ability, even though it manipulates 
the top card of people's libraries, adds life, adds mana. It does a lot of things that mana abilities don't typically do, including adding an indeterminate amount of mana between mm-hmm. zero and the number of people in your pod. Right. And because of that, it's very strange that it also has no timing restriction, Mike. So not only is this a mana ability, but it can be activated at mana ability speed. What does that mean? Well, maybe you have a spell that you're in the middle of casting, or maybe there's a cost to pay in the middle of the resolution of the spell. Any time where you're allowed to activate mana abilities, you're allowed to activate Zelvala, and that can result in some shenanigans, for example, with mm-hmm. Tempting Worm. Uh, not yep. tempting, excuse me, uh, Panglacial Worm. Yes, 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 yes. Which we're not going to go into. You can go back and listen to that episode or read the article. But uh, it is really cool that she has this very unique mana ability that has no restrictions on it at all uh she was off exploring and she kind of you know snuck this through customs she's not supposed to have this yeah and that's that's you know would you believe me if i told you that's why i decided to make this deck really because of no no it's absolutely not it's 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 the group hug super cool part like no uh, i i made this deck uh a while ago i think i got to play it with you like once yes you have played it with me once and then uh, I moved, and then after that, and it was like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I just, I like the idea of I'm going to tap and everybody's going to draw a card, but I'm going to get mana. That's pretty neat. I've already made an Amara uh, Soul of the Accord deck, so I like the tapping on tapping kind of stuff. And instead of me making tokens each time, I could I could make mana and draw cards each. Oh, 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 yeah, I want to do that. Um, so, yeah, the the, you know, what do, how do win with and win win uh of the whole thing uh so what does it do it's group hug value on rinse and repeat with big dumb ways to win big it's big battle cruiser energy i know big shock um how do uh i am using silvala's parlay ability as often as possible with some untap effects and trying to get to a point where we have flash enabled uh so i'm basically taking a mini turn on other people's turns but I'm also giving everybody value at the same time to try and tap Silvala to get as many cards in hand as possible. Uh, win with some pillow fort, but a ton of battle cursory stuff. And the win-win, here's the thing. I think this is my best deck as far as speed of the game. Because uh, this will consistently win on turn 6. It has won on turn 5. It can win on turn 4. It's unlikely, but it's possible. That's absurd. Uh, yep. If you told me that you had a Savala deck that went on turn four, I would think that you were talking about Savala Heart of the Wilds. Right. Competitive level monogrid Savala. And we'll get into it, because here's the thing. This this deck has won on turn five a whole lot of times, where my turn one and two are nothing, and my turn three is cast my commander. It, wow. It is exponentially explosive, and... Uh, that's kind of why I wanted to get into it, because here's the thing. I look through my deck list, and including the commander, I think I'm at I'm at nine or ten group hug cards, which... That's not very many. It, and that's the thing. Like, it feels like a lot to me, because I get those cards out, right? If, if only 10% of my deck is group hug, but I'm also going to have everybody draw extra cards, and I'm going to be playing extra stuff on extra turns... There's always going to be, outside of Savala, two or three group hug cards on the table before the game is and over. Savala does pull a lot of weight, especially since you've yeah. designed the entire deck around her, yeah. getting her ability as often as possible. That's going right. to make her punch far above 
a single group hug card counting as yeah five plus group hug cards. The, the yeah, value. the re- the recurrable of it. And now, what do uh, what else do we do? Right. Like, uh, if I have an untap card, and that untap card is not a symmetrical effect, but what I'm going to do is do it or use it for Silvala, well, then I've taken a group hug card and I've enabled it to be a group hug twice. Which or is three not times a very before, juicy card for removal in the early And early that's early. the thing. Yes. Uh, here, Here's the problem with this deck uh, and why it'll never be a CEDH deck. It is entirely reliant on the commander and entirely yeah, reliant on the... Problem. Right. And, and I don't normally make decks like that. But the thing with this one is I, f- I feel pretty comfortable about it because unless I'm sitting with like a super spiky table, it is, hey, here's my commander. It's going to draw everybody cards and it's going to get me mana too. It's like you said, it's 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 very rare that that is going to be something where like, oh, well, we have to get rid of yeah, that immediately. People don't yeah. properly appraise it uh, as threatening in the early game and mid game. And by the time it gets to late game, the amount of value you've accumulated is uh, far too high for any opponent yep. to overcome. Is that being a... Bad Boy Trickster, maybe. We have a whole group hug episode where we talked about this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was actually our last episode. You can go listen to that to uh, get into sort of the finer points of playing a group hug deck. Yep. Uh, it, it, is it being a trickster? It would be if I told everybody, I'm just playing group hug. Everything is fine. Don't worry about little old me. Uh, my my conversation piece when I'm sitting down at the table is, this is my group hug commander. I'm going to try and win on turn five. Yeah. <laughs> and then well. it turns into, oh, Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's kind of, I, I would say it is, I don't think it's crossing the line. I think it's skirting the line. It's playing with the line. Um, but I'm honest about it. it, it it's, a, it's a powerful deck. Mike, uh, would I have to take out my Kaikar Silver Bullet against this deck? Is that how bad it is? No, because you would have to play any deck that has single target removal remove Silvala once and maybe twice. And at that point, well, I'm, I'm probably not doing a whole lot of okay. stuff until turn so you, five, you turn six, turn seven. A, a sizable protection package for Silvala to deal with attempts to remove her. I have the most pillow 40 of, like, as far as synergy, it, I, I'd say 15 cards or so okay. are all about let's, protection let's pieces. Let's go into that. Let's we'll talk about your protection package because you're when you yeah. have a commander in your deck that mm-hmm. is integral to the functionality of your deck. Yep. That's a risky strategy, but you can mitigate it by having a large and powerful pillow fort protection package to make sure that your commander stays in play. And Mike, yeah. tell us about some of these cards. Okay. So I I've got some of the really big ones. Like, you know, uh, we have a heroic intervention in this deck because I'm nice. going to try and get out a lot of permanence. We have a lightning greaves out there, honestly, because my, my, my real intent is, man, I would really like to be able to play Savala turn three and use Savala on turn three, but the shroud ability is also pretty cool. Right. And I, 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 I kind of use it the wrong way. I think for what it should be as far as pillow 40 uh, and protecting it. Um, and then, I, you know, the only other piece that I've got that's three mana or less is a timely ward. Uh, and again, it's just the flash speed and cast it at flash. If it's targeting the commander, commander has indestructible. That's cool, right? Um, oh, I think I've got a gift of immortality. Yeah, gift of too. immortality is, is so yeah, I have another for, one for white protection. That's, that's yeah. an excellent piece. 
It's yeah, because it's you basically have to for people. you have to remove it twice some way, yes. right? You either have to kill the gift of immortality and then kill the some creature, the or you have to kill the creature, kill it twice. Aren't necessarily themselves difficult to remove, but they right. they make it so that you're going to have to do the removal twice in a relatively quick succession, and yeah, people and, don't necessarily have two removal spells ready to go. Right, and and I I kind of have gone that way with the entire deck. Uh, as hey, you can remove stuff. I'm gonna make you try and remove stuff twice. Um, we have a privileged position. We have a Shalai voice of plenty. We have a um, a Dawnglade regent, which maybe not as well known. Uh, it's a seven mana eight eight that when it enters, you become the monarch. As long as you're the monarch, permanents you control have hexproof. And then there's an asceticism in here as well. Uh, three mana, uh, three uh, green green for an enchantment. Creatures you control can't be the targets of spells or abilities your opponents control, so basically hexproof. Uh, and one and a green, regenerate target creature. So there's a lot of stuff that says, don't target my stuff. Yeah, you got Tamer Saber Truth, classic. You got yeah. Soul of New Phyrexia. That's one of my personal favorites. Very expensive, but very yeah. protective. Right. And and again, we're playing in we're playing kind of Calvin Ball with mana here cuz in the first couple of turns I'm I'm I don't run a ton of and we'll get to the ramp pieces later. I don't run a whole lot of rampant growth, arcane signet. I don't think there's a soul ring in this deck. It is a lot of ramp that is based off of I am going to be cool in the first turns that I do not have Silvala. And then when I tap Silvala, I've done the math. I am going to average about 2.75 mana off of tapping Silvala each time. So I would rather make it easier for people to turn off the deck and uh, kind of make it a little bit more fair. Because if I call it a group hug deck and then Silvala is an imminently you know, protected at all times... Well, then at that point, yeah, I'm, I'm getting the value and I'm doing all the stuff, but I don't, I, it's just, it's not as fun for me if people can't turn off the deck. I, I like to build my decks with some kind of weakness or some kind of Well, I don't have any material prepared, but off the uh, cuff here, I do have an initial recommendation for this category that you uh, mm-hmm. may have already considered. Sylvan Please do. Safekeeper is a single green mana for a creature human wizard. It's a 1-1 one, one for one mana. Yep. Sacrifice a land target creature you control gain shroud until end of turn. Um, this is an extremely effective pillow fort piece because it comes out yeah. instantly as soon as you need it. it and immediately. It has instant speed shroud that can be repeated as many times as necessary. And in your deck, I expect you have no issues with ramp or mana. No. And and here's the other part of it. Um, it it's the anti-rattlesnake, right? Where it's there and it's go ahead and do stuff. Yeah. Try it. This is a piece I, that I've I got lands in, uh, in Vanifar, right? Right. You have this out, and it is. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's rattlesnake, but it's uh, rather than being offensive, it's a defensive rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. And you can hit my things, but it's probably not going to. I don't know, buddy. I don't think this is going to cut it because exactly I'm to sacrifice as many lands as it takes to make sure you don't get your spell. One hundred percent. No, that is that is a genius. And what ad. are they going to do? Remove a one one. Yeah, exactly. It's, well, I'm going to board wipe because I got to get rid of that 1-1 Andrew Commander. Well, otherwise, it's going to pop off. Side, but I must say, this is one of the better pillow fort cards that can come out very early. Oh, for sure. No, that's that's a good call. Because uh, everything else that's that's in here, 
Um, I mean, heck, just there's a Dauntless Escort, which is a three mana, three, three Rhino Soldier that can sacrifice itself to give my creatures indestructible until on a turn. There is an Avacyn, uh, Angel of Hope, the eight mana, eight, eight. Right. There's a lot of very yeah, high end. Big, big. There is some low end. You've got yeah. some, you got some two mana stuff, but you don't have any one mana protection cards right no i i think i think sylvan safekeeper is a really good call uh uh just because oh no if i if i lose one mana over in fact i would actually i I think i'm going to include that no matter what now because the worst case scenario is i can look at it as like all right well i'm still being slowed down a little bit because i'm not going to recur any of this land so that's a good call i like that um where do you want to go to next well why don't we continue talking about your commander and go into what is enabling your commander. Yeah. So you have a commander that cares about tapping and you can get that value again right away if you have an untap because her uh, mana ability is activated at mana ability speed. You can get it on anyone's turn in any phase of the game whenever you have priority. Um, So how are you making sure, Mike, that you get that as often as humanly possible? Uh, with some weird cards and some everybody knows about it cards. Uh, okay. So so there's a Seedborn Muse in this deck. There yes. is a Staff of Domination in this deck. Right. The, the, understood. We get it, right? Um, there's a, uh, a slightly lesser known Mage Rite Stone. Uh, two mana for an artifact. Pay one and tap it to untap a target creature that has an activated ability with tap and the cost. So yeah, so follow. I think I had that in, uh, in, in the Pen Artist. Any totally makes sense. Commander likes that one. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we have an Umbral Mantle, um, which I don't... It, it makes sense that I don't see it very often um, because it's such a weird card. Uh, three mana for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature has pay three, untap. This creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. And it's equipped for zero. So you pay three mana to untap said creature and pump it up. Um a lot of the time, Umbral Mantle is, if I've got something that is doubling my mana, if I've got something that uh, I'm like really just digging to try and find an answer, I will tap Silvala, usually get somewhere between two and four mana off of Silvala's parlay ability, use that mana to untap Silvala to keep trying to dig until I find an answer. I would almost consider this card, now that I'm thinking about it, more of a, more of a card advantage than an actual like <laughs> right. enabling piece. Um, but yeah. Um, and you also then, have the, uh, yeah. the pair of single green mana. Yeah. Untappers that really are only for this very specific kind of commander. Yes. Uh, we've got instill energy, uh, which is a weird one. Um, enchanted. It's green for enchanted creature can attack as though it has haste. But it doesn't uh, and, have haste. But it doesn't have haste, which is its own so kind of weird thing. So can't be activated at haste. Correct. Uh, but then it also has pay zero, untap each enchanted creature, activate only during your turn and only once each turn. So it's a one mana enchantment that enables me to untap Silvala once, a, once on my turn. Cool. That's it. Um, the other one, which is probably the more useful of the two, 
at least in this deck, it's, it's definitely more useful of, of the two, is Nature's Chosen, green for uh, an enchantment. You can pay zero to untap enchanted creature, activate only during your turn and only once each turn. Okay, so the same thing. Yeah. You can also tap enchanted creature to untap target artifact creature or land. Uh, activate only if the enchanted creature is white and untapped and only once each turn. So there's a couple of uh, untap effects in this deck. Uh, that are specifically just for creatures, specifically just for lands, uh, things like that. Some things in the deck are, you know, a planner portal, and it would be really cool to be able to untap those uh, whenever need to be, etc. So the main purpose of those two enchantments is to be able to untap Sylvala on my turn for one green mana permanently. Um, you got your quest of renewal, you got the... Uh, Drum Bellower, which is a Seedborn Muse, but for creatures, you have a White Plume Adventurer, which gives you the initiative, and hey, I'm all about putting other little mini-games into the game, um, and if I haven't completed a dungeon, I will untap Sovala. If I have completed a dungeon, I will untap all creatures I control instead. I'm going to be real. I don't really look at the <laughs> untap all creatures. I'm not really paying attention to the dungeon that much, but I guess I, I, guess I probably should. Uh, and then we get into an actual... A group hug piece that I really like. We've got Awakening in here. Love I love Awakening. So much. So yeah. Much. Two green green enchantment at the beginning of each player's untap. Uh, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, untap all creatures and lands. So I'm trying to bring everybody along the journey with me as as as, I, as much as I can in some ways. I, I want everybody to draw cards. I want everybody to be able to do lots of stuff. I just want to make sure that I'm able to do all my stuff. Um... When we get into the targeted removal and the board wipes and the things like that, there's not a ton in this deck. I, I am not trying to control what is out there nearly as much as control my stuff being out there without a hindrance. Um, any suggestions as far as things that you think, uh, hey, I don't know if you really need this, Mike, or, you know, mm. Mike, you know what you could use. Yeah, Mike, I don't necessarily have a large number of uh, recommendations for this enabler section okay um, you could do copies of your commander um oh sure you could do a what is that one the helm of uh helm of the host yeah the helm of the host uh, that's that's always good in a in a deck where a commander will get value from having multiple copies there's also thornbite staff depending on how your uh how your table is playing um that's gonna yeah be a two mana Artifact uh, equipment with a quick creature has pay two and tap. This creature deals one damage mm -hmm. to uh, any target. And when a creature is put into the graveyard, you'll untap this creature. That is that is form. actually a pretty cool idea. Now, that's a lot more common to equip on something that itself is it's doing damage do or killing. Yeah. yeah. Because that... That ability, unless the creature it's equipped to has, you know, death touch, that's not really going to kill very much, so... Right. It's still that's a cool idea. You. Yeah, it, it, even me just having it out there is like a bonus, like, well, if you kill things, hey, we're all gonna uh, we're all gonna draw a card and I'm gonna get some mana. Um, so, <laughs> basically putting bounties on things. Uh, that would actually be kind of fun for that. Uh, and Helm of the Host, I mean, heck, it's, uh, it's, it's either four to cast and five to equip or five to cast and four to equip. I don't remember which, 
Um, but the idea of being able to use Silvala to pay for the equip cost to put it on to Silvala, then go to combat, make another Silvala, that's pretty cool. I do like that. Dang. Yeah, it's four to cast and five to equip. It's a legendary yeah. effect. Equipment at the beginning of combat on your turn, create a token that's a copy of equipped creature, except the token isn't legendary. That token gains haste. And that's very important, right? Because mm-hmm. if the token were legendary, there would not be just any make time it dice. Yeah. for you to activate her ability before it would die to the legend rule. Right. No, that's that's actually pretty slick. That might that might be an include. Just because, like, yeah, it's a little bit more expensive. But two Silvalas is fun. Oh, it's going to be, I mean, one Silvala for each time. Right, exactly. I did bonus, bonus parlay. Much, much diplomacy. Uh, I dig it. Um, Why don't we move on? Uh, We can can handle the targeted removal and uh, board wipes uh, very quickly because it's a total of six cards. Like I said, um, this is this is easily my uh, my deck that has the least amount of targeted and board wipe on both ends, I think. Um, as far as the targeted removal, we have Swords to Plowshares, Path to Exile, Beast Within, uh, two and a green, destroy target permanent, its controller makes a 3-3 three, three green beast token. Uh, and then my mean one is Aura Shards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we, are, we are running Aura Shards on this deck, because uh, as we will discuss a little bit later, decent amount of creatures. Most A, a lot of the enabling pieces, a lot of the battlecruisery things, it's a lot of creature-based um, things, but Aura Shards, one green, white, for an enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may destroy target artifact or enchantment. Um, I think this is the one where I'm looking at like a Druid of Purification or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I am going to take notes on that of Purification. Everybody, you can spell it out with me as you know that I'm writing it down. Um, and then only two board wipes, and one of them is a little weird. We have an austere command, uh, four white-white for choose two at sorcery speed. Destroy all artifacts, destroy all enchantments, destroy all creatures with mana value three or less, or destroy all creatures with mana value four or greater. Um, this deck does a whole lot of different types of things to get the same kind of synergy, as far as untap and cast things that flash speed. So... Sometimes that's through enchantments, sometimes that's through artifacts, etc. Uh, it's very rare that I ever want to wipe the board, but when I do, I don't want to wipe all of it. I want to, want to, I want to wipe parts of it. So I like Austere Command a lot. Uh, and then the one that I don't see very often, because it's very much a narrow board wipe, and it's the only way that I use it, is a, a Johnny Strength of the Pride. Uh, two white white for a five, uh, 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 for a legendary planeswalker, a Johnny that comes in with five loyalty. The plus one, you gain life equal to the amount of creatures and planeswalkers you control. The minus two, you make an Ajani's Pride Mate. Uh, so a 2-2 two, two cat that whenever you gain life, you put a counter on it. And then the zero ability, uh, if you have at least 15 life more than your starting life total, exile Ajani's Strength of the Pride and each artifacting creature your opponents control. This is my v- usual version of basically a Psych Rift. But as like, far as you're not I'm gonna life gain deck, where's all that life gain coming from? Silvala is gonna oh, tap yeah. and untap so many Look times. <laughs> yeah, it's there's there's like three cards that care about life in this deck, and well, sorry, there's four, and two of them are real mean, um, and one of them is is a Johnny because, like I said, it's it's basically a Psychriff for me. I am using this on my turn, which is the opposite of Psychriff. Uh, to pay for four mana, 
likely already have 15 life above my starting total, and then swing out. All right, all creatures and artifacts are exiled. Great, it's time for me to try and alpha strike the table or somebody. Um, plus, it was just one of those cards where I was like, oh, you care about life gain. That's not really what this deck is doing. Oh, but the end is something that this deck would very much like to be able to do for four mana. Uh, and people can interact with it, which I think is kind of fun. That's it. Yeah. Like I and said, I think I'm, if you I'm wanted to include more removal, you mm -hmm. certainly could. And I'm sure that you and our listeners are very aware of the vast options of uh, mass removal in, in white. Yeah, we do yeah. Have a couple of spot. Now, I've, I'm surprised at how little uh, you're including, but I guess you're you're consciously trying to avoid including uh, very much interaction to make the deck more of a glass cannon is, is that my understanding i think it's that combined with the fact that if i if i make the deck more responsible as far as like having target removal having board wipe stuff like that it would probably make the deck a little bit better but it would also mean that i don't get to include a lot of nonsensical like battle cruisery things so this right. deck has two weaknesses one it relies on the commander two I am a child, and I would like all of the things that cost nine mana and do really crazy stuff, please. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, what's got great, we got Consul's Judgment. Mm -hmm. Always great. Play the game as that ultimate board one. Yeah. Um, generous Gift being the white version of, of Beast Within. Yep. Um, Path to Exile, I personally prefer to Source to Plowshares because it ramps. Well, those two, I've got both of those two at least. Oh, I didn't realize you also. Yeah, I've, I've got Swords and Path. So I've got I've okay. got four pieces of targeted removal if you include Aura Shards. But then we also then, yeah. have the uh, the Lignify effects. We have Lignify yeah. and we have Dark Soul Mutation, Kenneth's yep. uh, Transformation. We have a few of those spot removal for very troublesome things like Commanders that if you remove them, they'll just come back. We don't want that. Right. Yeah, I think I think it, again it comes down to the like I I made this deck and my whole goal was I want to make a deck where everybody gets to do all of their stuff, but I am sure as heck going to do everything else that I want to do. So the the, the targeted removal right. is really there for oh, that creature or that enchantment or that artifact is stopping people from doing the thing. It's mainly stacks removal <laughs> is what it comes down to. Um, mm. But as far as like, there's there's another reason why you talking about Kenrith's uh, transformation and Darksteel mutation are actually really attractive to me right now. Yeah, that's all the better reason. If you're trying to remove stacks pieces, those well, and then well there's protected. another reason that we'll get to a little bit later when we're talking about uh, battle cruisery stuff. Um, but for now, uh, let's talk about the weirdest assortment of card draw, quote unquote, that I think I have in any deck. Um, the first one is Heartwood Storyteller because we love I that. Love it. We love that tree folk. One green green for a two three tree folk. Whenever a player casts a non creature spell, each of that player's opponents may draw a card. That's me a lot of the time. Uh, there's a ton of non-creature spells in this deck. Right. Um, there's a Howling Mine as well. I uh, want everybody to get an extra card at their turn. Uh, we also, I included in the ramp pieces, but uh, Rites of Flourishing is also in this deck as well. So, decent amount of things that we're trying to get everybody to draw a little bit extra. Um, there is an Al Hamrit's Archive. Uh, five mana for a Legendary that Artifact. That makes sense. Yeah, if, I, if you would gain life, gain twice that much life instead. I'm trying to gain life on each turn. It's it's the secondary or th ter tertiary, actually, 
uh, effect that I'm actually looking for of the three from Silvala, but I am gaining life, so why not? And if you would draw a card except for the first one you draw in each of your draw steps, draw two cards instead. Draw a card for turn, tap Silvala to parlay, gain twice as much life, draw two cards. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Are they, let me see, they're drawing it, they're putting it in their hand. Each of them draws. Silvala. Yeah, you add, then each player draws a card. Right, right, okay. Yeah, so um, it, yeah. Briefly, back to Hartwood Storyteller. There's yes, not too much to say about this, but it's it's really great. And the very great thing about it is that you may have this price memory in your head that this is a 17 to $30 card. It is not that price anymore. It is now $1 and under. Plummeting. So please pick up Hartwood Storyteller for your green. Group so good. It's incredible. We love we love the Hartwood Storyteller. It's just like a just a good tree tree friend. Um, we have a well of lost dreams, uh, which just okay. which basically turns into a four mana artifact. Uh, so whenever you gain life, you may pay X, where X is less than or equal to the amount of life you gained. If you do, draw X cards. Well, I'm making with Silvala the exact same amount of mana that I am life each time that I tap. Right. So tap Silvala. Gain three life, gain three mana. I'm going to pay that three mana to draw three cards. Uh, it's just, it, I, 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 there are better and more effective and more efficient draw pieces, but that way, it's, I just love synergy too much. Yeah, it's I, definitely on the weaker side, but yeah. like Elhamert's archive, I think people tend to include these where they're not welcome, but Savala, yeah. it honestly couldn't be more perfect, right? Because right. you're having both the ramp and the draw. Uh, you can turn the you can turn the ramp into draw, right? Uh, speaking of not very efficient uh, <laughs> draw or ramp pieces, um, we have an Azor's Gateway in here. Oh, jeez, uh, two mana for a legendary artifact. Uh, pay one and tap it. You draw a card, then exile a card from your hand. If cards with five or more different converted mana costs are exiled with Azor's Gateway, you gain five life, which I've forgotten literally every time. Uh, untap Azor's Gateway and transform it, and it turns into Sanctum of the Sun, which is a legendary land that says tap, add X mana of any one color to your mana pool, where X is your life total. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if your opponents are letting you get off Azor's Gateway that many times... Sure. Well, oh, you say please. that, Alex, but what else is there in this deck that the entire deck is built off? Yeah, a bunch of untappers. A bunch of untapped pieces. Multiple times in one turn. Well, I, I what I will do because I I think it's it, it's another little restriction. I could untap Azor's Gateway a whole lot of times on you my sure turn. Could. What I'd rather do is tap cast Azor or cast Azor's Gateway, tap it, and then I'd like to use it once on everybody else's turn, then untap it again when it comes to my turn. Um, I mean, that's pretty similar, but yeah, yeah, yeah it, it gets to go around the table. Um, but here's the thing: if I play Azor's Gateway. Maybe, maybe 20% of the time I'll, I'll actually flip it into the crazy land. Um, because if, if we're doing things, I'd almost rather have the card filtering piece than, all right, great. I'm going to tap this for 50 mana. We're already doing enough. You know what I mean? I don't know, dude. Like tapping for your life total, you, you just won. That's pseudo infinite mana. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, I, 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 you'll, You'll appreciate this, and obviously we have to give the plug. Uh, I ran this deck through a Commander Spellbook. Really? And I was like, what do I have? Because So here's the thing. I don't have any infinite combos. 
I have so many like one card away infinite combos and so many like I can't tap for infinite mana, but I can tap for effectively infinite mana. Like mm. there there's uh, you know, like there's a staff of domination in this deck. There's plenty of nonsense that can be had, but nothing that goes full fledged infinite yet. Um, we are absolutely going to be able to add some stuff without much of an issue to do so. But it, it's kind of a weird effect, and I, I, I kind of dig it. Like my card doesn't go, my my deck doesn't go infinite, but it can easily make seven hundred mana in a turn, kind of stuff. It's weird, right? And, and Azor's Gateway, another one of those like. Well, it's not infinite. It's just exorbitantly too much, right? <laughs> ah, so those are the draw pieces. Uh, there, there's those an Eldamri's call because hey, tutoring a creature, sure. Um, sometimes I really want to get you know my protection piece like an Abyssin. Sometimes I really want to get my uh, my Seedborn Muse to really start the shenanigans. Um, there used to be a Rishkar's expertise, and then they were like, hey, here's a more expensive Rishkar's expertise for last March of the Ents. Um, and then went, yeah, no, that's expensive and silly and battle cruisery. I want it. Give it to me. So here we are. <laughs> How many cards are you typically drawing off of last March of the Ents? Um, it depends. I'd say almost. Let's, let's read it here. Yeah, go for it. Six double green. It's eight mana for a sorcery. This spell can't be countered. Mm-hmm. Draw cards equal to the greatest toughness among creatures you control. Then put any number of creature cards from your hand onto the battlefield. Yeah. So I'd say that card doesn't get played unless I'm getting at least five, but it's probably more than that. It is much more about the... I'm If I'm casting this, it's typically when I've got a hand, when I've got a grip that's like... It's at least eight. It's at least eight deep, right? So it's not just okay, cool. It's the cards that you've drawn play something. It's the cards that you have in hand plus the cards that you draw. Then put a whole bunch of creature cards onto the battlefield. Um, this is another one of those. Okay, I've got a. Let's see. Uh, it wasn't too long ago. I cast this. Um, I cast this as like the only spell I had on a turn. But I did it because I had a Avacyn Angel of Hope and I had a Sarah's Emissary in my hand. That's 15 mana worth of two really big creatures. But if I put both of those onto the battlefield at the same time, I'm pretty effectively, like, pillow-forded up. Right. And I was like, all right, great. Well, we'll do that. I'll draw four cards because I think I had something else out there. Um, but those four cards, one of them net me another creature, and then I put down a Sarah's Emissary, an Avacyn Angel of Hope, and then uh, some other creature that I've already forgotten about. So I you think were was... just extremely limited draw package here. You were oh, yeah. basically entirely dependent upon your commander's draw, which to our listeners, I would not recommend. Don't do that, everybody. Because <laughs> this means if his commander gets locked down yeah. in Prison of the Moon, yeah. what is he going to do? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a whole lot of really, 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 really expensive stuff, but not a lot of stuff to take care of it, for sure. If somebody decides he's the enemy, what will he do? Uh, be very sad. Um, speaking of enemies, um, let's let's get rid of some. Um, you want to go to my weird ramp pieces? Uh, sure, yeah. Okay, so like I said, this deck... Uh, does not search for lands. It is in green and does not cultivate rampant growth. 
uh, Kadama. None of that stuff. Doesn't much rep at all. No, it doesn't. Uh, we've got a couple of things. Uh, we already mentioned Rights of Flourishing. Uh, we have a Thought Vessel in there, but really the Thought Vessel exists to have no maximum hand size, if we're, if we're being completely honest. Um, Heartbeat of Spring. Big fan of that. Three mana for an enchantment. Whenever a sure. player taps a land for mana, that player adds one mana of any type that land produced. So uh, sorcery speed, uh, dictative Karametra. Uh, we have an Oath of Lieges, which is, funnily enough, triggering for us almost every single turn um, that it comes to us. Because, like I said, not, not doing really extra. Rampant. Yeah, so uh, we've... we've We've stated Oath of Lieges a thousand times on this podcast, but one in, a, one in a white enchantment during each player's upkeep. If a player controls fewer lands than that player, uh, they may search their library for a basic land card and put it into play, then shuffle their library. Great. So just extra lands. Um, and then a bunch of big obnoxious ones. There's a great henge in here because there's a bunch of really big creatures, but more importantly, when they enter, I want to draw the cards from them. There's a Nyxbloom Ancient because... Sovala is a mana ability, so the idea no, of Sovala... There's an explanation because you're <laughs> a Timmy. Yeah, well, that too. But the idea of Sovala tapping for 12 is very exciting to me. <laughs> uh, and then a Smothering Tithe, which, believe it or not, was not in there for a long time. Because I was like, eh, no, that's fine. I really don't... It's oh, wait, very good. I, I'm making everybody draw cards. Why don't I have treasures Seriously. in this deck? Uh, so yeah, there's a Smothering Tithe in there. Um... It is not that I built this deck. I, I think the more and more that I think about it, I built this deck on the idea of I want to do cool group hug stuff where I don't have to do nearly as much like auto include good green ramp. Because if I build a deck, any anytime I build a deck now and it includes green, I basically go and get like the same eight ramp cards, right? And this is a does not have an arcane signet, does not have a soul ring, does not have a rampant growth, does not have a nature's lord, does not have any of that stuff. It's the it's a weird ramp piece. And hey, it, it with that, it has the absolute downfall and weakness and why this will never be a competitive deck of. All right. Uh, I Dark's Doom Mutation, you're so yeah, I mean, it's we sweep that okay. leg and, and cool. is in serious trouble. He does not have. I, I, ramp. He does not yeah. have draw. He does not have enough removal to deal with a targeted attack on his commander that permanently removes it from play. I, I basically have to incentivize everybody. Hey, you're going to get a lot of stuff, but so am I. You make the decision on that. Um, anything? Anything to say about the ramp pieces before we move on to the? Uh... There's not very many. Of yeah, them, most of them are very expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, come on. I've got. There's. One, uh, there's two two mana, there's two three mana. That's reasonable. That's okay. Like, you're in green. Green has so many one and two mana. Yeah, I know. Pieces. I know. I should, I should do better, but I'm silly. Um, let's go towards uh, the other fact of the enabling. All right. So we've got our untapped pieces, right? We've got Savala. We've got all of our untapped yeah. shenanigans. Uh, those don't do us anything after we pass the turn. Unless we are doing a decent amount of flash speed enabling. Uh, there is a Vandalkan Orrery in here. There's the two Vivians that I know of uh, that allow you to filter and do, uh, you know, there's the Vivian Champion of the Wilds. You may cast creatures as though they had flash. Uh, and then, you know, filtering through the top of your deck to get some creatures to be able to cast. There is the Vivian Monsters Advocate. 
uh, to be able to look at the top. It's less of a flash enabler and more of a, cool, I'm going to go tutor for another thing, basically. Um, Yeva, Nature's Herald, the only deck that I have Yeva in, uh, but I thought was like the coolest card ever when I first found it. Two green green for a legendary creature, 4-4, four, four, with flash, and you may cast green creature spells as though they had flash. And then uh, I don't have the ability to uh, get a Eureka or an Alleran and or any of that stuff. So I have a Vernal Equinox, which I think is way more fun. Uh, three and a green for an enchantment. Any player may play creature and enchantment spells at any time they could play an instant. Well, let's read the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So any player may cast creature and enchantment spells as though they had flash. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Vernal Equinox is a hidden gem. Um, yeah. One of the lesser known group pub cards, but highly effective. Um, here's an include that I don't see in here. A Vizier of the Menagerie. Okay. Which is a three and a green for a creature, Naga Cleric. It's a three, four. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. You may cast creature spells from the top of your library. You can spend mana of any type to cast creature spells. Ooh. So that's going to fix you. I know you're only getting green out of Silvala, so you might have a creature with double or triple white. Yeah. I don't know if you do or you don't, but that can help oh, you with fixing. we got a couple. That's doing the top top deck casting that you want. That's very cool. I like that a lot. Holy cow. Vizier of the Menagerie? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's going to go in for a... That's, that's, that's going in without an issue. Great. Um, perfect. Um, okay. Uh, I'll tell you what. We've talked about... <laughs> we've we've talked about uh, oh, this is the ramp this is the this oh, did, uh, oh, Mike loves battle cruiser Mike loves battle cruiser you want to talk about some of the battle cruisery stuff now sure okay so win con slash haymakers uh, approach of the second sun is there we are drawing a whole bunch of different cards so why wouldn't it be right um, so solid approach win con. yep yeah solid win con uh, seven mana if if it's the cast from your hand and it's the first time you've done it. You gain seven life, and you put it seventh from the top. Like if it's the second time, lot it's of, done. Uh, yeah. These are a lot of hay, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, I, I, I mean, there's, what, 11, 12 uh, win well, cons slash close? Well, there is one erroneous inclusion uh, because he didn't uh, restrict names to be exactly the name. We've gotten the oh. uncard form of the approach of the second side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that doesn't count. not a legal include, but yeah. it is very cool. It is very cool. It is very cool. Um, let's talk about some of the other, uh, weird, well, Hey, there's a Helix Pinnacle. We yes, love Helix classic, Pinnacle. Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, I, I, I like Helix Pinnacle when you can't go infinite mana. I, I like no, earning He's just it. generating an arbitrary amount of yeah. mana off of his commander that you yeah. can just freely pump into Helix Pinnacle. And what are they going to do? Remove it? It has Shroud. It has Shroud. You're going to have to board wipe for it. Now, uh, like Defense of the Heart is a personal favorite of mine. That is in yeah. a Sekouar Afterlife deck. Yeah, uh, I I feel like this is a very underutilized card, and uh, it's no lie, powerful. it's extremely powerful for for four mana. It's tooth I mean, and nail for four. Yeah, think the, about it, that. It, it, but you, you, oh, it has to last until my upkeep. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, the uh, the newest. Um, oh gosh, what is the fairy tale set? Eldraine. Eldraine, the newest uh, Eldraine set. They included uh, a defense of the heart as like an anime card, like with the art. And I got real excited. I was like, oh, cool. Maybe people are going to start using Defense of the Heart more often. Nope. Um, but anyway, uh, three and a green. $40. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. Uh, three and a green for an enchantment during your upkeep. Uh, if and I'm going to bring up the Oracle text just to make sure. Please do, uh, yes. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, if an opponent controls three or more creatures, sacrifice Defense of the Heart, search your library for up to two creature cards, put those on the battlefield, then shuffle. Well, hey! This is just devastating. Cool. It's, it's similar. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about, right, the win cons, mm-hmm. uh, Feldar Sovereign, things that happen on your upkeep. Those are very difficult to keep out. Yeah. This is not necessarily always going to be threatening enough that it demands removal, but if it does, that's okay. Um, but if it remains in play and Mike does have some nice pillow fort pieces to protect, mm-hmm. you're really, I mean, we said tooth and nail, you're going to get the two most optimal things that you need out of your deck, uh, creature cards out of your deck. They're going right on the battlefield for free. Yep. It, and we, it can get really nasty. Well, speaking of right, nasty. Nick's bloom. We were, we were trying to figure out, like, hey, what category do we put Defense of the Heart in? And you asked me, well, what cards do you normally get with it? Yeah. And I went, well, the top three are probably Seedborn Muse. Okay, so an enabler. Nyx Bloom Ancient, one of, if not the most powerful, like, mana ramper that exists. Right. Or Avacyn, all my permanents are indestructible. Yeah, right. it's, it's so a really point, powerful piece for four mana. Avacyn, yeah. you are probably about to make a move for the win. Right, or at least I'm protecting myself from losing for a turn. Uh, it, it is, it is, it is rough stuff uh, to say the least. Um, we have a couple of cards uh, that make extra tokens. Uh, if you've gained enough life, we have a Valkyrie Harbinger, uh, a six mana four five flying lifelink angel cleric. If you gained four or more life at your end step. You make a 4-4 Angel of Flying and Vigilance. Uh, and then the one that I really like, uh, Crested Sunmare. Three white-white for a 5-5 five, five horse. Other horses you control have Indestructible. At the beginning of each end step, if you gained life this turn, make a 5-5 five, five white horse creature token. Yeah, I, Mike's built up this entire house of cards around his commander. And, yep. and if you leave that commander in play, he will punish you. It it, ta- it topples real fast. Uh, real fast. Uh, there is... I you think got there's some a real high, yeah. high cost handmakers in here. Prime oh, Surge, yeah. Myogen of Life's Web, yep. Gen Wave. Yep, 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 yep. There's a Myogen's of Life's Web just because, hooray, here's an 8 8 indestructible for nine mana. That if I make it, if I take away the indestructible part of it, we're just going to spill our hand of all creatures. Now, Planet Bridge is, is, there. is the card that just belongs in any high permanent deck, but it especially belongs in the deck that's 100% permanent and you're not allowed to put it in there. Right. Uh, eight yep. double green, that's 10 mana for a sorcery. Exile, the top card of your library. If it's a permanent card, you may put it onto the battlefield if you do repeat this process. Yep. Uh, so as long as you continue to hit permanents, you will continue to put them onto the battlefield. I added, and, and here's where we were talking about the uh, the Kenrith transformation in Darksteel. Mm. Um I had those in this deck at one point, mm-hmm. and then I took those out and I put in the swords and the, uh, you know, the beast within and the more sorcery. But instant those are types. removal cards, and you can get them yep. off this. Yep, and that was the thing. It was like it, the problem was is I was primal surging, and it was basically it turned into okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. Normal. I'm going to do this until I hit heroic intervention slash approach of the second sun. And those are the only real like sorcery instance in there. Oh, and Eldamri's uh Eldamri's call. Mm-hmm. So I added those and switched a couple of things out so Primal Surge didn't get as much stuff. Oh, so you're trying to avoid going 
value out with Brian at Surge. that at that point yeah but the, the more i think about it like hey if i, I get know, you're casting a 10 mana spell you're about to yeah if you're game. casting 10 mana yeah at that point just try and your, like oh no i cast my 10 mana spell and i didn't get as many things as i wanted you're right. already public enemy number i'm, one a, I'm already doing well the thing game, uh, th- uh two weeks ago i played uh two or three weeks i don't remember which i i turned six no, turn five, Genesis waved for 27. Oh, my God. And somebody at a different table went, excuse me? And I got uh, whichever the uh, the free counterspell, not the force will, but if you control your commander, counterspelled. Because uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this when shields are down. Oh, free counterspell. And I went, okay. And I put it into my graveyard. And then that was when the light bulb flipped off where it's like, oh, oh, no. He just tried the Genesis wave for 27. It got countered, and he's not upset about it. Okay, he needs to die, like, this turn. (laughs) (laughs) Genesis Um, Wave is X, triple green. Yep. uh, Three mana, CMC. First sorcery, reveal the top X cards of your library. You may put any number of permanent cards with mana value X or less from among them onto the battlefield. Then put all cards revealed this way that weren't put onto the battlefield into your graveyard. Yep. Uh, that is that. You know what? That's a ramp spell too. Uh, <laughs> it's more of a win con. Yeah, listen, you, you can be two things. Uh, hey, you, it's true. You can be two. Th- I've in my spreadsheets many cards are two or even three things. Uh, Planar Bridge. This is one of my win cons in Emrakul Group Hug. Uh, the Promised yep. End. Planar Bridge is a six mana legendary artifact. Uh, it has eight and tap. Search your library for a permanent card. Put it on the battlefield and shuffle. Yep. Now that's a very expensive activated ability, but if the thing that you're getting out will end the game immediately, then right. who cares? Uh, I'm going to blow up the board. I'm going to pay eight and put up an Avacyn. Uh I'm going to do terrible things. I'm going to pay seven and get a Sarah's Emissary and give myself protection from the thing that you're about to do, etc. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very, it's, it is a very expensive, very It's a speed thing. tutor. And yep. as an instant speed tutor, it can do many, many things. Yep. And then, I mean, the last card I guess we should talk about here that's actually in the deck. Uh, we've talked about how life gain is not the thing I'm trying to do uh, to necessarily win the game, but it just happens to be a secondary effect. Uh, there's an Aetherflux uh, Reservoir in this deck. Yeah, we're really leaning on this commander. Yep. Yep, we sure are. And we that's the, the thing. the whole house of cards here. The, the whole house of cards is based off of Silvala dancing. Silvala tapping and untapping and tapping and untapping. And here's the thing. It is very easy to stop that effect if you do it immediately. If I... The, the whole premise is basically if I get to tap Silvala once, I am probably going to put some kind of effect out there on turn four that makes it harder to target Sovala. Some kind of Hexproof, some kind of Pillow 40, some kind of Shroud, some kind of something. So it becomes a, hey, is it really worth it on turn three to use your counterspell to stop my Sovala to stop me in my tracks for another turn or two? Or do I get to try and untap with Sovala, parlay, give everybody a card, give myself some mana, and then start laying the pillow fort up. Start putting the protection piece up. It's Here's the thing. I, I've warned people. I'm going to try and win. I'm going to try and win fast. You are all going to get cards. But if I get to untap Silvala, I'm going to start playing some really, really, really disruptive stuff. Okay. 
let me, you know, and, and I, I've, you know, the, uh, how we, how we very much say, you know, be honest with your intentions and be honest when, when you're going to do something, oh, the amount of times, the, the amount of times where I've gone, okay, cool. I, I untap, I do this. Here's my turn, blah, blah, blah. Okay. If I get to my next turn, I'm going to win the game. Yes, that is the thing that I always say, and I hope you always say, that very few people say, Yep. when you are in a position where you are incipiently going to win, and if nobody stops you, it's going to happen, make that known, and, and make it known how that's about to happen. Right. I'd rather lose and play an extra 15 minutes worth of a game where everybody got to do everything, or everybody got to give it their best shot, than win... And somebody be like, oh, well, I could have stopped that. Exactly. You know, Tattle on it's... yourself because the worst way to win is by sort of, you know. Wins wins by omission it. is kind of what I call them. <laughs> it's like, I won because they didn't realize blank, you know. Um, there's yeah, absolutely exactly. been there's absolutely been a time or two where I have cast uh, Approach of the Second Sun on my turn. Put it back, parlayed another time with Silvala, and then went, okay, cool. Uh, somebody needs to stop me from drawing cards or make me shuffle my deck or something because I'm going to get that spell by my next turn. And somebody was like, no, I got it. Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. And we keep going and we keep going and we keep going and they didn't interact with anything. And then I cast it and they said, I'm going to counterspell. That's fine. Um, You can counterspell it. Okay. The problem is when you try to counterspell it the first time. If you yes. tried to counterspell it the first time, you didn't do anything. In fact, you helped them. Right. Yeah, and exactly. It's like, okay, that's fine. Um, and, and that's that's just kind of the thing. I I know that if I made some tweaks, in fact, on a <laughs> I'm just not seeing this. On the tapped out, uh, this is ranked as a 98% casual and 2% competitive deck. That at all. <laughs> I know, I just love that. Uh, But the concept for me is one of those, like, I can't make this, uh, this could never be a CEDH deck. Like, even if I did, even if I made it to where it wasn't nearly as commander-reliant, I don't think I could turn this into a, like, full-fledged, hyper-competitive deck. However, I I can make this, I mean, this is, this is my, this is my nine. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I don't know. There's there's a couple of there's a couple of really good cards that you've given me. Like uh, I could probably go back to Kenrith's and uh, Kenrith Transformation and Dark Seal Mutation. The Zero of the Menagerie and uh, Sylvan Safekeeper are, are two brilliant cards. Uh, that that helps me a little bit with the early the early Silvala protection. That helps me a lot with the casting spells and you know creature fixing essentially. Um, yeah. Uh, and Helm of the Host, because, hey, parlaying is complicated. Why not more par- parlaying? Woohoo! Nice. I dig it. Well, let's, uh, let's take some recommendations from the machines, why not we? And yeah. we'll put this into the Commander Spellbook, Find My Combos system, like you said. And For sure. I know you said you don't have any infinites, but we do make recommendations for single card infinites. Yes, we do. Add that would immediately create an infinite combo. Uh, so are there any of those that stand out to you? Um, let's take a look. All right, so no combo sound. Well, what did we do? We took your deck list 
from your deck building website. We went to commanderspublic.com, yep. went to the Find My Combos button, mm-hmm. and we pasted your deck list in. We didn't find yes. any infinite combos, which is not a surprise because you're trying no. to avoid uh, that in that way. Yeah, I don't I don't like the accidental. I think there was at one point where I did have an infinite combo in here that I wasn't aware of. So I, I yeah. and I took it out because they're just like, well, oh, we yeah, I guess that would be additional work. feature that add just one card and you'll add a combo. Yep. And one of those yeah. really stood out, Mike. Why don't you talk to me about this Teamer Sabretooth and Lightning Greaves, which are in the deck and then one card that isn't. Yep. And one that we we don't talk about a lot, but we have talked about, uh, Patron of the Orochi. That's in my Vanifar deck. It's a very cool card. Okay, so Patron of the Orochi, okay? Uh, it's a... And, it, and why does it fit well in this deck? Well, because the first part of it is that it's mm. an 8 mana 7-7. Seven, seven. So, we're on it theme. It also has this mass untap effect. Yeah, there's also that. Uh, so, it has Snake Offering. Uh, you can play it at flash speed by sacrificing a snake and paying the difference in the mana cost between it and the sacrifice snake. Uh, here's the thing. No, I don't think I've got any snakes in this deck. That's so. not important at all. Yeah, but tap... Untap all forests and all green creatures. Play this ability only once each turn. Nice. Hey, Alex, uh, what color is uh, Savala? Uh, she's Selesnya, green-white. Oh, so she's a green card. Okay, cool, cool, yes. cool, 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 yes. cool, um, So, yeah, a very cool combo here of pay the, uh, you know, Patron of the Orochi, Teamer Sabertooth, Lightning Greaves. All right? So. So what happens when we when we do that? How do we... We are tapping all of our, we're tapping our Savala, we're tapping all of our forests and everything along those lines that we possibly can. We're getting as much value off of green as we possibly can from the Patron of the Orochi. And then we're bouncing the Patron of the Orochi back onto our hand. And we're doing that with the Teamer Sabertooth's ability. Uh, pay one in green, you may return another creature you control to its owner's hand. If you do, Teamer uh, Sabertooth gains indestructible until on a turn. We care about the first half of that. We're going to bounce the creature back to our hand. Then, with all of that floating mana that we have, we're going to recast the Patron of the Orochi. But, Mike, it says you can only do it once per turn. Ah, but it's a different instance of the creature. Aha, clever. So, we do that, and then, oh no, how do we make it to where we can do it again? Well, we take our Lightning Greaves and we put them back onto the Patron of the Orochi. So, we, we give our Patron haste, and then we continually bounce back up between the Teamer Sabretooth and the Patron of the Orochi. The boots go on the thing that doesn't need to do the thing. And we untap, we get infinite untaps, we get infinite untaps of all green creatures, we get infinite untaps of all forests, infinite storm count, not playing a lot of storm, but we do have an Aetherflux Reservoir, so we're paying storm, uh, infinite green mana, uh, that or infinite mana that green creatures I control can produce, which is Silvala. Heck, we can draw everybody out by using the parlay ability if need be. Uh, infinite enter the battlefield effects, infinite... Uh, leave the battlefield <laughs> infinite green mana it's that's pretty cool by adding one card you're going infinite in uh seven different ways right and here's the thing there's not a lot of tutors in this deck but there's enough that grab multiple things or have the capability of grabbing things multiple times so okay great yeah, your uh your defense of the heart could grab patron of the orochi and team or saber and then yep. all it needs lightning grids you win Yep. At, at, hey, we've got a planner portal. If we've got right, untap exactly. effects, we're going around the table. We're doing that immediately. Well, Mike, you described uh, that combo pretty confidently for someone who's never seen it before. How did you do that? 
Uh, so I went on a commander spellbook and I put in all of my deck list, including my commander at the top, which I didn't know about. I, I, I had used just this recently. We that feature a, a couple of months back. It, it's That's very cool. Making sure that's uh, that we're paying attention to your color identity, right? Because right, not all commanders have casting cost and color identity lined up. Well, uh, we that... don't want to recommend yeah. a combo that requires a different commander, right? That right. would not be helpful to you at all. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like that, that's a really good way of doing that. But also, if it's your commander, I mean, you have the ability to get it back infinite times. Like, it's going to yes. cost you extra each time, but that's pretty cool too. Um, so going through that, putting in my deck list, and then scrolling down and saying, hey, there were no combos found, but there were 67 potential combos well, found. I was talking about, the, you, about yeah. the combo detail page here. Oh, we're, yeah. on, we're on the combo detail page okay. for Patron of the Orochi, Teamer, Sabretooth, and Lightning Green. Yeah, yeah. We have okay, the three click cards. On that. We yep. have all the things we need. We have the individual steps taken to activate the combo. Mm-hmm. And then it tells us everything we get, which yep. Mike told us everything we get. Uh, and then, I mean, it gives us all, all the links we need. We can go straight to EDH Rec. We can buy all those cards if need be. Cards. Yep. It's, I mean, Mike just discovered this 30 seconds ago, and he can do whatever he wants with it now. Yeah, and, and I, I also like at the bottom the metadata. Like, hey, this combo is in 109 decks according That's to the EDA trick. That's well, true. We have the EDA trick data. Funny story. It's going to be in 110 decks in a little <laughs> bit. Because that is, any, I'll absolutely include Are that. there any other infinite combos that stood out to you here that just by adding one card you can go infinite? I mean, the idea that I can approach of the second sun and also reprieve, which is a card that I forgot existed. Yeah. Uh, so approach of the second sun, we already went through of it. Um, <laughs> but reprieve is a one in a white instant return target spell to its owner's hand, draw a card. Um, so this is, this is a prerequisite that a lot of people probably wouldn't normally do, but this deck is more than confident to do, uh, prerequisites approach of the second sun and reprieve are in hand. Hey, you need both of these cards. That's fair. Have 13 white, white, white available. So this is a 16-mana combo. How the heck well, are you going to do that? Casting approach twice in a row. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so cast approach to the second sun. Pay seven mana. Holding priority. Cast reprieve by paying one and a white. A returning approach of the second sun to your hand, causing you to draw a card. Number three. Cast approach of the second sun. You win. <laughs> I well, do look, love... What is, what is that oh, that's work? So good. Approach of the second sun has very specific requirements, right? It says... Mm-hmm. For uh, six and a white, it's a sorcery. If Approach of the Second Sun was cast from your hand, yep. and you've cast another spell named Approach of the Second Sun this game, you win the game. Exactly. Otherwise, blah, blah, blah. Well, if you read that carefully, you'll find that the first time you cast Approach of the Second Sun to fulfill that requirement, it doesn't have to have resolved. It doesn't have so to resolve at all. you can counter your own spell. You can remind yes. it back to hand and then cast it again, just like this combo, and exactly. you'll win. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, I, I like that a lot as a... As a general, just like, uh, I'm going to cast this spell twice right now. Hold on. Boop, boop. Ah, oh, okay. Game over. Um, that's pretty neat. As I, I, I've never thought about uh, reprieving that. Uh, and then there's a lot of, hey, Heroic Intervention and Avacyn are really, really cool cards. Especially if you want to destroy everything. Um, so the one that I found in here... That was the most, oh no. Um, Avison, Angel of Hope, and World Slayer. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh... World Slayer is a. F- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Five mana artifact equipment. Oh. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, destroy all permanents other than World Slayer with equip cost Unfortunately, five. Unfortunately, all of your things well, are if, indestructible. Yeah, yeah. I, I love uh, Avacyn and World Slayer are on the battlefield. World Slayer is attached to Avacyn. An opponent is unable to block Avacyn. Avacyn does not have summoning sickness. Cool. Attack the player unable to block Avacyn. Two, World Slayer triggers on combat damage, destroying all permanents your opponent's control. Three, return, repeat each turn to prevent your opponent from accumulating oh, permanence. That is a, so I love, I love the way that that's phrased. Return, or repeat each turn to prevent your opponent from accumulating permanence. AKA, you can't well, have The funny things. thing is, Mike, you have so <laughs> many protection pieces that you can actually yep. have that combo with multiple cards, for example, with the Soul of New Fire. Next yep. Year. Yep. Nope, there's there's a decent amount of oh I've got a world slayer and six other cards in my deck. One of them is available. Cool. I I don't die anymore. Um, that's pretty neat. I <laughs> and and here's the thing. World slayer is in my wheelhouse. Of it's a five mana artifact that requires another five mana to be able to activate, and then something else has to be on top of it. It's a little meaner than I think I want to do in this deck, but it's not so mean that I'm not considering it. You yep. know what I mean? Uh, you also, <laughs> like I said, you get some serious value off including Sovala Mono Green. Um, that I think yep. has at least two or three different combos with existing cards in your deck. It's very cool. It's very cool. Uh, I dig it, Alex. Um, that's my deck. Uh, I, I think we highlighted yeah. the the major, major, major weakness of it. In that, hey, if you stop Silvala from doing things, the deck doesn't do things. Which, yeah. So if you're ever playing against yep. Mike's deck, just mm-hmm. sweep the leg. Yep, the leg being Silvala. Do it. Uh, do it on turn fall. three. <laughs> uh, or uh, or or make them uh, make them a uh, make yeah, a, so, a three three uh, elk casting Nevermore yep, that's fine. your commander. And then imprison in the yep. moon your commander when you cast it. There's options. I'm I'm not doubting it. There are definitely options. Um, but yeah, that's kind of that's that's my that's my big dumb uh, battle cruisery thing. I mean, you said big dumb battle cruiser, but this this deck is going to win fast unless it's, oh, it's uh, it's it's a fast anything. big dumb. But it's 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 absolutely uh, yeah. it's absolutely that. I appreciate it. Big dumb. There you fast. go. Choose oh, let's take it. Um, I, you know, big fast. It's fine. I, I'd like to call it dumb, but I'm I'm proud of it, so I can't call it dumb. Mm. Uh, um, yeah. To our listeners, are there any cards that you would recommend including Please. Mike's deck that would make it way better? And we didn't even mention or that way worse in a fun way. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm all for it. Oh yeah, yeah. You want to add some jank? I'm, I'm all for <laughs> stuff like that. Please let me know. I don't know how amenable you are to jank. Uh, on a deck me this personally, I, 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 Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I put <laughs> Listen, I know we both love jank, but this is It's it's yeah. Mike, yeah I do I do want to win. However, if I can do something janky He does include uh several yeah, yeah. to a leg. Yeah, remember that time that we're like, oh cool, an eight mana creature that's absolutely gonna go in here because of a cool interaction. Yeah. <laughs> what an easy include this eight mana creature. Okay, and your mana value of your deck has adjusted by yep. 0.25. This is this that's something we didn't discuss. The mana the uh the CMC. Oh sure. What's what's uh, 4. the four point oh five? Oh my god. No, it's okay. I'm gonna take out something. 
It is I'm going to take out something solid. that's like five mana. I'm going to put in. I'm going to put, put in a Sylvan Safekeeper, and then I'm going to put in a Patron. Yeah. The Orochi, and it's gonna stay around four minutes. <laughs> yeah, everybody's everybody's deck and everybody's meta and everybody's pot yep. is is different. But if if your deck has an average mana value of four, then you'd better have a darn good way of getting cards out because that's just really, really expensive. That that means that your opening hand could easily include multiple cards that you won't play for oh, yeah. five plus yeah. turns. The, the, the concept of this deck and why I think it's busted and why I think it's silly, but it's perfect for me in particular, is I am okay. This is the one deck where I'm okay with not doing anything until turn three, and turn three is just cast commander, because turn four... <laughs> That's a strong possibility. Yeah, turn four is cards. usually, all right, great. Uh, I'm going to now have eight mana available to me to do whatever nonsense on turn four. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. It, there's there's no mana ramp so much as like a rocket. <laughs> I'm on curve and then suddenly to the moon. Uh, so yeah, uh, anybody, uh, whether you're in our Discord, one of our patrons, or you're a listener just catching this and saying, ooh, a Savala deck type. Wait, it's that Savala. Hmm. Why didn't he include this um, card? I, I'm more than happy to hear suggestions on it and some stuff that might be cool, stuff that you might... Uh, hey, have you ever included this? Uh, and thanks for taking a look at this deck with me, Alex. I, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, now, whenever we do sit down to play Magic again, you will say, Ah, oh, Mike's playing Savala. Kill it. Kill it with fire. <laughs> Kill it now. Well, Mike, with any luck, we'll be playing together. Yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully we can make that happen until the next time that you and I talk to each other and the next time we talk to the rest of you. Alex, where would people find you if they were trying to ask questions about some rules interactions or, hey, no, really, what is this weird Silvala interaction ability thing that you were talking about? Yes, yeah, like, could you explain the intricacies of Silvala and Panglacial Worm? And I'll be like, oh, I can, God, but do I, I can, but do I have to? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read an article about it, so I wouldn't have to explain right, it. Right. There you there. go. You can, um, yeah. What else? <laughs> it is a truly unique interaction that if you've ne- if you've never heard of it, definitely look it up because um, it's it's pretty out there. It should not exist, <laughs> suffice to say. But if you're looking for me online, you can go to my link tree, which is lapper.gay, L-A-P-P-E-R dot G-A-Y. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at lappermedic, L-A-P-P-E-R-M-E-D-I-C. And so we talked about it today, the Commander Spellbook. That's my side project where uh, we're the search engine for EDH combos. And we have a great feature, which we use today, the Find My Combos feature. You'll just paste in your deck list. It's going to tell you all about the combos in your deck. Patron of the Orochi! Uh, tell you all about the combos that you, that you could <laughs> add into your deck with just one extra card. I love this feature. I think it's it's really, it's really cool. It's it's just great. Um, EDHREC has a similar feature where they'll recommend cards for your deck. We didn't actually do that today, but uh, if you go to EDHREC recommendations, you can paste in your deck list. They will tell you the most popular cards that you don't have included. Um, the good synergy, if, uh, you know, if you're if you're maybe trying to look to round out your deck, you don't necessarily have as strong a conceptual idea as, as Mike does here, and you're just trying to figure out how you're going to build it. EDHREC can really help with that by telling you what other people mm-hmm. are doing. It's also and uh, it's also yeah. really good as far as like oh I'm making a new deck uh, I'm at 300 cards I need to make some cuts well 
go on there, see what's there, see what synergizes the most as far as EDH rec is concerned, and then either go that direction or go the opposite direction. Make something completely new and see what you feel about. Um, I, I, I was about to say, if you don't have enough cards in your deck, you can go that way to get some suggestions. When is but that uh, yeah, that was my thing. I was like, man, is there is there somebody out there that's like, I need to add 20 more cards to this deck? Oh, boy. Um, man, this is Commander. If, if that's your problem, I don't know what to, what yeah. to tell you. EDH Rec is your friend if you're looking for cards to add to right. your deck. Add We're just going to make a new format where it's Commander, but you have an unlimited amount of cards uh, of deck size. So I can <laughs> so I can just play all of Kamigawa in one deck, because I think that would be fun for me. Uh, but yeah. This is my battle of yeah. <laughs> It has 600 cards. It has 600 cards. There are no tutors. So if I get that battle of wits, you're in trouble. Um well, we just got another uh, card recently spoiled, and, and we'll talk about this on our uh, next set mm-hmm. review. That is a you may have any number of cards with this name in yes. your deck. Yes, we got card. another one. And when those cards come out, they tend to create entire archetypes all around. Right. Uh, it's I it, man. It's, it's there's there there be some stuff happening. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Also, please look forward to our to our upcoming. Um, murders at Markov yeah. Manor set review and Commander's Playbook has begun indexing combos from this spoiler set. If I'm so curious. excited about the moles, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, we'll talk until a uh, shout yeah. out to our Discord, yeah, and to our patrons. yeah. Thank you very much, everybody uh, in in the Discord and everybody uh, at, at the Patreon for us. Um, we we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate all you listeners. Um, with that said, I think that's I think that's it. So. I think that's Until it. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. 